showing your work is like, so you're on vacation and you go to this cliff where you know you can jump off and land in the lake, right? And you're terrified about jumping off the cliff. Now, you know that you can't get into the lake and have that feeling of accomplishment unless you jump, right? Mm -hmm. So if you stay up on the cliff and just prepare for jumping, you'll (laughs) never have the joy of knowing what it feels like to land in the lake. So you have to be brave and jump. And you're not always going to land perfect. You know, sometimes it's going to be pretty stingy because you're going to land funny. And um, that'll be a good story to tell. You have a lot of failures, have a lot of flaps, but it doesn't mean you can't get out and climb back up to the cliff and get, jump again. And the second time you jump, it's not going to be as scary. Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you as well as a few of my own and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. Like I need a friend. Won't you come and sit in my windowsill? Welcome back to the windowsill. I am so glad you're here with me today. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm curious as what, what you do when you listen to me in the windowsill. Are you, are you painting? Are you walking? Are you driving? Are you just sitting in the sun? No matter what, I'm glad you're here. This is episode two with Beth Buffington. Last week, we started out talking about the necessity of understanding your clients and their pain points, being able to be flexible, perfection paralysis. Who doesn't have that once in a while? confidence, trusting your talent, and a lot about learning Procreate. If you didn't hear that one, I recommend going back and starting there. Beth is a licensed illustrator, an adjunct college professor, and an online course digital illustration instructor. Beth's work is twofold. She creates illustrations and she instructs. She's passionate about sharing her work and she does it in such wonderful ways. And she's so generous about sharing it with us. So take a listen. Here is the second half of my wonderful interview with Beth Buffington. We also have an entire module where um, we step away from everything digital just to, Mm. I say, let's look inward so that we can work outward. Because I do believe that um, if you don't take care of yourself, that um, it doesn't matter how hard you work, you're not going to be able to create anything. You, You can't create 
when you don't have anything to give towards it. So, so we talk about just the creative, it's a creative process, but it's more like phases and you need to realize which phase you need to be in at the moment to help you get where you need to go for your final goals. I love that. And you, you've come up with your own process or your own way to look at that. Yeah. So I, I was thinking about, I was breaking it down. You know, I, I love to spend time with mind maps and kind of just like, how is this structured? Cause when you're, when you're figuring out a course, the first thing you need to do is figure out, okay, how am I going to break it down? And so when I thought it would be a good idea to talk about the creative process, because it is something I talk to my students in college about, let's organize your, let's organize your, your system and how you're going to be doing every single one of these projects. So there's a special creative path they have to follow with all their projects. So when I was looking at it for this course, for Procreate, I decided that this was more than just, okay, you need to research and then you need to do, you need to do your sketches. And then I thought, no, it is more of a, how do I take care of myself so Mm -hmm. I can do my art? And then how do I keep myself focused as I'm doing my art? So I thought about the phases that, that needed to be done in order to get from, from here to there. And then I realized too that what I set up weren't necessarily step one through four, but um, almost like um, tiles that, you know, sometimes you need to move them around a little bit so that they work for what you need. So I broke them down into four words and the words are revive, realize, refine, and release. So when you're in the, in the revive stage, that's not necessarily the first stage, but if you pretend like um, you're starting at the beginning of a project and you might have just finished something that's been super taxing and exhausting, that you really do need to have time to um, recuperate. Mm-hmm. And, and that could be overnight. It could be um, a, a vacation. It could be an hour in your day. You need to figure out like what that is and then how you're going to use it wisely. But it is um, a combination of just resting, sleeping, getting mm. good sleep, um, good nutrition. Um, I know a lot about nutrition because my, my youngest daughter is a registered dietitian. And so we talk a lot about what makes the body go and what makes it work or not work. Oh, great. And um, also you need to have that motivation. So sometimes your revive is you need movement. And mm-hmm. my husband is a huge athlete and he's this week, he's on a bike ride across Iowa. It's 500 miles oh, of wow. biking. And not so, too, um, and it's so warm. I hope he's, I hope he's <laughs> doing okay out there. He's doing great. But um but so I, I look at my husband and I know that he, a lot of his health that he has with things that are in his family's genes, he is keeping at bay because of yeah. the movement that he does, of the exercise that he does. And so um, everyone needs to, and was it Lisa Murphy that you talked to? Yes. I, I just adored her subjects because she spoke to so many of the things that um, I concentrate on about taking care of who I am. And that is like good nutrition and, and exercise. And I look at my husband, who is this uber athlete. I can't measure up to him, but I can do the best I can, you know? Right. Um, and that's and the best so, thing to remember. Yes. I, I can't run a marathon. Um, I, I can't even hardly do a 5K but I can walk like nobody else. So I will get out and walk a 5k and, um, I can't bike a hundred miles in a day, 
but I can bike 20 or 30. And so I will do that, you know, and, um, and so, and I can't do it every day. Some days I don't have time to do much, but yeah. I try to make it something that I do get out. Cause I, I find that my mental capacity is really different, mm. um, after I've done exercise. And I also find that sometimes when I'm upstairs, uh, we have a um, exercise room and I'll, I'll put on and ex- I have, um, Heather Robinson is someone that I follow and she, um, she does these workouts but she just does them to music. Mm. So she's not talking to me or at me. And I have lots of time to think and I get some really great ideas when I'm just upstairs moving. I'm just lifting some weights or I'm doing some yoga or she does a lot of different kinds of exercises. And I, I, um, I am much older than Heather Robinson is, you know, (laughs) so I, I will vary the exercises to what I can handle in who I am in this body at this time. I love that. So, um, so do you, but it gets me out. It gets me moving. I, that's so, I'm so glad you reiterated that because I think I know I definitely fall into the, oh my gosh, I have all this work to do. I need to get straight to my computer or or my tablet or whatever it is and focus on that. But that's the revive part. If you don't do that continually, continuously Mm -hmm. in some way, the other four corners won't be leveled out. Exactly. Exactly. Other three corners, I should say. Yes. So that's, that's what the revive is. It's like taking a look at what, what you need to do to rest or move or eat better or get some sleep, but you're taking care of what's inside. And so that's the revive. Then the realized stage is, um, for lack of better words, it's a lot of that research, but a lot of the realized stages, you know, um, you're, you're out at a farmer's market or you're at the grocery store or you're shopping, you, wherever you are. And, and I know you do this all the time, Margo, is you see something, you're like, oh, that's cool. How'd they do that? And you pick it up and you look at it. You probably take some pictures and you, you are always looking for what you're going to do next. And so mm. as a creative, realizing is um, there's a special thing that artists do when they are looking at the world through artist eyes. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, you're looking at colors and shadows and negative space and form and function and all these things that are needed in order to make art, art. And, um, and if you're just, uh, if you're out walking and you've got on a podcast and you're walking your dog and you're talking to six neighbors you're not looking with artist eyes, right? right? So you need to have those times where you're out to realize with your artist eyes, super laser focused. And, um, and that is something that you need to plan for or, or at least be mindful of. Like part of meditation is just being able to say, what is my mind doing right now? Being aware of the fact that you're looking at something or being aware of the fact that your brain is talking to you mm-hmm. and then saying, that is not necessary right now. Or I, I don't right. care to talk about that to myself at this right. moment. And so you can realize while you're washing the dishes, while you're watering plants in the garden. Um, I, and I, I don't have the name of this book in front of me right now, but I could get it. But there's, uh, there's a woman that did this really great book um, about just making repeat patterns and how if you are training yourself to look at the world, you can see patterns everywhere. And one of the greatest examples she had was um, 
taking a shower and noticing how water beaded up um, on a certain surface. And it became a pattern for her with how those ovals were, you know, working to themselves. But, you know, to, to stop and say condensation is a shape, is a negative space, is now oh my goodness, look how that, that is an artist thinking, seeing, and then kind of assembling information. And if you, if you're out in the world and you just multitask all the time, everything is too loud for you to be able to realize, right? So, so the realize phase is allowing yourself time to just see stuff and realize the world that's around you. And I love so much of that. I love that so much. And I think it's really great. Like these four, we're halfway through, are are so valuable to to kind of own for yourself and outwardly too. I one of my favorite things to do when I lived in Atlanta, there was an antique show at the time called Lakewood. And some days I would go and just say, Okay, I'm not gonna I'm just looking at small things. I'm going to look through boxes of Mm. photos or buttons or whatever, because I, and I hadn't really thought about, about it in this way, but my mind just wanted to look at forms and shape and color and little patterns or things that inspired me in some other way. And like you said, maybe it's taking a walk or watering the garden or how, you know, how the, how the wheat is growing or how the shadow the cat's making or whatever that is. But to, mm-hmm. to, to, to be able to say when you're challenged about that, because sometimes we are with somebody else in our family or whatever it is. No, I, I'm filling my bank at the same mm-hmm. time. You know, you really are because I think that that's where the uniqueness comes from. It's the, it's how you take those things in. Same for the same as you were saying earlier, when you encourage your students to, to look, to make that trend board, find something similar. But what are you taking out of that to make it your own? You're not going to draw that cat's shadow in that way, but the way that it falls and the line weight and that particular curve might, or the, you know, the water beating, you know, what do you make out of that? That's where these things come from. Yes. Love that. Yeah. So that's, that's the whole realized thing is being, finding, knowing that you need to do it, knowing that that's the way even just the realization that you're realizing, you know, yes. does that make sense? It totally it does. Is, it is a mindful thing that you have to be present in, in order for you to break that down. And then when you find those things, you have to know how to like gather those in and then bring them home and then put them places where you can find them again. Right. So, um, cause you're not always ready to work right away. Sometimes you are, sometimes you're out researching, come home, put it right to use. But a lot of times you, you're not, you bring it home and you're like, I, I'm going to keep this like this summer. Um, uh, I I've been taking pictures of wildflowers. There's so many really beautiful flowers and I'm, I'm fascinated by, we have a um, forest preserve, a couple different forest preserves around us. One is like very foresty and one is very um, Illinois prairie. It's mm-hmm. just like only plants that were native to the Illinois prairies. Nice. And every time you go out, something different is blooming. So I, I've loved to go out and just take those pictures of what is blooming. And I've thought, um, 
I want to draw those. And then it came to me that I, I wanted to take them and then simplify them. And then I, I have this, um, I, I'm really fascinated right now with the rotational symmetry in Procreate. So I wanted to do this mandala art using wildflowers and leaves and see how they intertwined with each other mm. um, and just kind of make this art that you don't even know you're making until yeah. you're kind of done. Okay. So, um, but I needed a place to like pull those together and collect that. And I also, um, you know, I spent some time looking at other people who are like better photographers than me. So I could see the flowers up close. How are mm. the veinings done? How are those petals formed? You know, how can I make abstract shapes with some of them? Cause I wanted to stylize the flowers more like a folk art than mm-hmm. realistic. Um, and so, uh, being able to have a place where you could assemble all of that, like I'm a huge Pinterest fan. Um, I love Pinterest. And so I'll make Pinterest boards about everything. Um, and, uh, I, I just, any project I've worked on, I have, I have a Pinterest board on that. So yeah. I, I will uh, get those pulled together or I'll just know I've got them pulled somewhere in an album in my photos. So there's a project that I'm doing right now. That's going to be for um, a blog, a guest blog that's coming up where I, I went and found a thistle photo that I took of a thistle mm-hmm. flower. And that's, that's what we used for um, that. I'm going to use for this tutorial, but it's, it's um, knowing that you're, you've taken the photo and then, then knowing that, okay, I took a lot of wildflower photos. I need to go find my photos and, right. and being able to do that. So part of the realized phase is not as like woohoo-y. It's more like you come home and like, how do I categorize this? How do I put right. post-it notes on that so I can find them later? What so, folders um, do I put those photos in? Indeed. So it's part of it is just, you know, letting your brain wander and be cerebral. And the other part is like, okay, um, let's organize, you know, let's get things organized. So that's, that's the realized phase. And then the next phase you go into is refine. So in refine, the way I looked at that, um, was here's where we're actually, we're actually doing our art. And so the beginning of this refine stage is, okay, I'm going to sit down and I know it's time to start something new. I have to figure out what I'm going to do. And part of refining is choosing. You have to choose what you're going to do. And uh, that can be hard. So being able to have some rituals that you go through to help you make that decision um, is is something that is nice to kind of have in your hip pocket. So we talk about that in the class. It's just, how do you decide? And sometimes, you know, have you ever done that? Like you're like um, heads or tails and and you go, okay, heads this, tails that. And you flip the coin and you go, I'm going to do heads and heads come tails comes up and you're like, actually, no, I really want to do the other one. And you find <laughs> out which one you really want to do yes. because of what happened, you know? Yes. You take and that chance so, and then you really know. Yeah. And then you're like, oh no, I really did want to do the other one. Well, okay then <laughs> let's do that. So it's making that decision and then getting started on it. And then at that time, plugging in those things that we talked about, like who are you designing for and, you know, staying focused so that you're not wandering around lost in the wilderness for 40 days with your project. Um, so having some sense of organization there so that you can actually get your project accomplished. So that's the refined stage. We could go on and on about that, but it's actually the quickest one to talk about, but maybe the one of the hardest ones to really complete because yeah. you're really doing the work there. Yeah. So basically refine is do the work. So right. choose the work, do the work. 
Then when you get to the release stage, I think of all four stages, the release stage is that one where you're jumping off the cliff. And um, while it is, it's not hard in that you're done, you know, you're not maybe working on your project. This is where you say, I'm done. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not going to work anymore. It's time for me to show this to people. And um, perfection paralysis is a huge thing. Like if I, I, I just am going to, and the word just is, <laughs> it's such a small word. And yet it's such a huge roadblock. It is. I'm just going to do this. And as soon as this is done, I'll just finish that. And then it'll, and I've heard people say, you know, I'm, I need to finish up the submission and I need to pull it into, they need to see seven different patterns. And, and while, you know, we talked about, it's good to put things on product. You have to know when enough is enough. And if you don't get your work out there, you'll right. never get that reward. Right. And, and the more you get your work out, the better you'll be at, at knowing so, that what they actually need to see and what you really need to do. You know, I have, I have one person I work with that I've worked with before and I know what their art is like, but they will literally do a sketch on a sticky note and send me that. And I'll know that it's going to be great, but mm-hmm. I don't need to see it finished. I just need to see that we're getting somewhere. Yes. Yes. That And so much of that has to do with, um, as you're working, the more you work with someone, the more you know who they are, you know, um, and, and you can, you're in sync with them. So you don't have to do as much. But when you're, when you're introducing yourself for the first time, you know, a little bit more work is probably a good idea. And for yet, sure. if you're a new artist and you're thinking, I just need to polish this up and then I'll be able to show it to everybody. And a year later, you're still in that same place. Um, I, so many artists, I mean, just think how many have 20 different projects that are almost finished and, you know, but they're, they're going back to the realize phase and then they're coming into the, the refined stage and then they get to released and they just, hmm, not sure why, but they pause, they stall. And the reason is that they're afraid to stop working and just get that out the door. Absolutely. So, um, mm-hmm. It's, it's that be brave. It's the jump in the lake. It's the mm-hmm. just do it because if you do it once, you will learn from that and you will learn. Yes oh gosh, next time I'm going to try this or I need to reach out to this person or it worked, you know, that's, it's really so key. It's, it's, I know it's easier said than done, but if, if you're there right now and you're listening to this, do it. Yes. Yes. Just take a look at your work and say, I'm going to send it out. It doesn't mean that you can't go in later and, and fluff it up and make it a little better. But if you if you don't get out there and just see what's going to, what's happening, um, you won't know what else maybe you should do with it. And you might take it past a point where someone would have liked it too. Yeah. So. I think it's, I mean, often, like you said, in the very beginning, you are creating for a client and you need to understand what that client is going to need. And you won't know unless you engage in that back and forth conversation with them. You'll never know what that, what that need is. And and then once you engage in that back and forth conversation, there's a very good chance that maybe a relationship will start and then you can, then you can figure out how you're best going to work together, but it, you have yeah. to start, you have to start somewhere. Yeah. And if you're brand new, um, I, I can, a lot of people are thinking, well, I, 
I don't even have anybody that will say yes to my artwork. So it's really, really scary. And I understand that, you know, um, judgment and rejection, it, it is going to happen. Um, and while we all say it's not personal, it's business, it's still your artwork. And it's really hard to compartmentalize, um, a piece of artwork that you've, that you've put blood, sweat and tears into and just send it off like, no busy, no biggie. I, you know, it'll be whatever it'll be. It is hard to have someone come back and say no. And what you need to remember is no isn't, I don't like you. No is, um, it's not for us right now. Right. And, um, but it doesn't mean they don't want to see more of your work. I, I, I think that a lot of, a lot of places will say not right now, but, and maybe they'll, they'll give you ideas of other things you might be able to do or things they are looking for. Or maybe they'll say, not right now, but we'll, let's look at it again in February, you know, um, when we're looking for that particular topic. So you, you, you can't think that you send it off to one person. They said no. And so, oh, bury that one. That's, that's not good. Right. Cause it's, it isn't the case. Um, and again, like we said earlier, artworks so all over the board, you might have just, you just need to find the person that's looking for what you have. Cause there's room for everyone and there's a lot of art that needs to be found. And so part of your job is just looking under all the rocks for the people that are going, I need, I need your dog. I need your mermaid. I need your gnome. Uh, it's so true, especially those things. But I love how you said that there is a lot of art that needs to be found. Ugh, there is. And, and so have faith. And, and I think these four, um, key words and in the, in your creative process are so great to remember. So important to remember. I love that. So that is part of, is that part of your course, right? That you teach? Yes, it is part of the course that I teach. And the more I look into it and uh, realize <laughs> that um, it is, it is something that I, I think really could help so many people. It's something I keep adding to that. I, I didn't do a lot of editing between um, course one and course two, but I did do some edits to this fourth module that is about the creative process, because the more I look into it, the more I think, Ooh, and another thing. And this is, this is important yeah. too. So I'm actually developing, um, uh, because we talked that, you know, it's not like on Monday I revive and on Tuesday I, you know, it's like you could in one day touch on two or three or four of these four topics of these phases, For sure. depending on what you have to accomplish, because we all have a lot on our plate. So, um, it, it's, uh, something that you need, maybe you need to think about. So I've actually, I'm working on a, um, planner that will Ooh. outline that so you can actually tell yourself what do I need today and figure out in those areas like what might you be able to do to um, uh, focus great. on those different areas because I think sometimes you you know you need to do something but when you realize that you need to do it and you make it um, black and white on a piece of paper then it's almost a, a action item and that makes it easier for you to say I it's need true. to exercise or I need to go to the farmer's market and it's something that you're going to allow yourself to do and even I need to go to the farmer's market to look at small things, right? It's that you just gave everybody permission to be taking yes. that in. It's part yes. of work, right? Mm -hmm. But I think you're yes. right. Yes. When you put it down, when you, when it's on your calendar, on your list, all of a sudden it's valid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love yeah. that you have a planner coming out. 
Oh my goodness. So I think this course sounds amazing. And, and unlike many that are out there, I mean, I'm a, I love courses. So I think there's many things to learn from many people, but this, I, I love the path you've been on and how you've taught yourself. And I think there's just something so interesting about getting that knowledge from someone. And I, and I love too, that you said, it doesn't matter where you are in your procreate process or in your creative process. You, you could have maybe never picked up an Apple pencil before, but, but there's Mm -hmm. obviously great things there for everyone. A little reminder for you that windowsill workshops is happening yet again, happens every month. And we have so much fun. You can join us live or you can purchase the recording and watch it whenever you want. This month is going to be another really great one. You might remember an interview with the lovely Lori Siebert, and she is just full of creativity. It oozes out of every pore. I think she just blows my mind with how fun she is. So join us on Saturday the 17th for her class, Artful Junkbird. It is going to be so fun. You'll take from your hordes of stuff and transform all these goodies into a super cool one-of-a-kind bird sculpture that you can hang in your home or give as a gift. So it's just something totally manageable and we finish it in two and a half hours and we have the most fun. So join us this month, September 17th with Lori Siebert. To find out more, go to tantowstudio.com and look up windowsill workshops. Yeah, if people are out there thinking, oh, I don't know if this this course is for me, my target audience for the class is if you're a person that um, needs to find, you don't have space to do your art. I mean, you don't Mm -hmm. have space to spread out a lot of um, pencils and pens and messy paints. Maybe you've got toddlers and so you can't get those out because the children will be in it. And, And you don't have time. This is the other thing. You don't have time to set them all out, do Mm. your art and clean them up because you don't have that space to just leave it out. Procreate is so good for that because you can, um, you can just open up the flap, get out your pencil and start painting. And there's so many ways where you can actually, it actually looks like you're doing watercolors because you're painting on a texture that is simulating water, watercolor paper. Um, and then if you're someone that's really busy and you're not home to get to your studio, you can take your iPad and work in the car. You can work in a waiting room. You can take it on vacation. You can be in the airplane. You can be anywhere you need to go and, and get out your iPad. And you can work for five minutes and then put it away and then come back and take up where you left off. Your paint won't have dried. You know, you, you won't have crunchy paint brushes. It'll be just wherever you left it and you can take up where you left off. I love that it's for everyone. What would you say people who take this Procreate course gain? So um, I, I can give you some examples of a few students that have taken the class and what they're doing with their Procreate art right now. So um, I had one student who had sent me a note when registration was on in January. And she's like, Beth, your, your class sounds so interesting, but I can't draw. 
And um, she said, but can I still take it? And I said, I of that. course you can. And, and I don't believe that you can't draw. So, um, but yes, if you're a beginner drawer, it's, it's a drawer. Um, you can totally take this. So please sign up. So she did. And so she is a published author, has written several books and, but you know, they're all adult books with no pictures in them. So she's currently, after taking the procreate class, what she's learned is that while it might be hard to take something to paper and you make a mark and he's like, oh, I don't like that. So you redo it and you redo it and it's just not what you want. But when you're in Procreate, if you don't like something, you can undo and redraw. And Procreate can also help you if your hands are a little bit shaky. You can mm-hmm. adjust for that. Um, it can help you make some perfect circles. There's a lot of things that it can do that will um, boost up your confidence as someone who can't draw. And so um, Carolyn at this time is um, working on a picture book. So I thought from going for someone who said, I can't draw to someone who said, I have this idea for a picture book. I'm going to do my own illustrations. Wow. That's so awesome. Right. And then um, another, another artist, um, Patty, I think you might know Patty. Uh, she's newly licensed artist, uh, worked traditionally in watercolors and just wanted to be able to, um, work on her artwork on her iPad. She bought an iPad in the fall of last year and had thought, I'll teach myself procreate. And then, um, by January, she hadn't gotten to it yet. And so what she realized was she really just needed a class where she could follow along that was going to take her from, you know, zero to top speed. And it would walk her through that step by step. And so um, Patty, uh, she's not even completely through the course yet because the course is set up for you to work at your own pace. So even if after all the modules, have dropped if you're not done with the class you have lifetime access to all the modules for as long as you need them as long as the internet is around that class is there for you to access so she's able to finish it up um, when she wants to but she's gotten far yeah. enough along that she's doing her own artwork um, and procreate right now and she's she did um, a submission to a toy company that was all done with her procreate work so oh, wow so she, what she really loved was just the flexibility with working with layers and masks, and it did yeah. speed things up. And one of the things about Procreate is you can make this non-destructive art that allows you to go in and make revisions or reformat things easier to work on other sizes or, or um, shapes. Um, and then uh, Jan is another artist that um, took the class and she is a licensed artist of like 20 years. Mm. And she um, wanted to take the class to take her um, traditional art more digital. She did work with um, Photoshop, but that traditional work was still working with brushes and, and things on paper. And she, um, she's been so excited with uh, just the progress that she made. She's, she's finishing up a children's book that had been um, requested of her. And at the time, um, this the, the book came to her while she was taking the class. And she said to me, I'm trying to decide, should I do this on paper or should I give it a go and see if I can do it in Procreate? Oh, wow. And she decided to give it a try in Procreate. And it is the entire thing has been done in Procreate. And she's so excited about it. Um, and uh, so I just look at that, the progress those three different kinds of students have made and the results that they have. And some of them haven't even had the time because life um, has been busy. And so they're, they're still working through, but it doesn't take long 
before you get the hang of it and mm. you know the basics and you yeah. can really start playing and exploring on your own. And what I am doing is showing you just a few more techniques and, and fun tools uh, or ways to use the tools. But once you get going, then you're really only limited by what your brain is allowing or not allowing you to conjure up. Uh-huh. So, um, so really so it, it is for anyone that uh, has an interest in um, becoming digital. And a lot, there's a lot of really um, well-established artists that are doing licensing work and are looking at like this watercolor paper now needs to get scanned and it needs right. to, da, 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 da. and um, it, it's time intensive, uh, making sure the color stays true um, and then reformatting it to different um, uh, products can be difficult. The thing I love about Procreate is that you can set up your artwork in layers so you can go in and just pull one thing and it's so much easier to um, like, I know everyone can't see this, but this is, um, this is a pillow that I did in Illustrator. Oh, it's this beautiful pillow with a pale blue background and this whimsical whale. And he has the best expression on his face and these sweet little fish. It's just, it's magical. It's wonderful. <laughs> a lot so of whimsy. We took um, this drawing and there was four different drawings that were of nautical theme, but we took these two little fish and made them into salt and pepper shakers and we made them into trinket trays. And also um, the little, the little shells that are up here, those were pulled out and brought into ornaments. And then we took the entire illustrations and then reformatted them into circle shapes or flags. And so they were tall and thin and they were large and wide. And I took the different motifs from here and made repeat patterns from them. And it's because Procreate is so flexible with how you how you set up your artwork, you can take those individual things and really make them work for you and change their colors. And um, I mean, just you have to spend a little time to figure out how you're going to do that. But that's what Procreate's all about. Once you get set up with it, it isn't hard for you to say, if I make this a layer, I can then, yeah. you know, you just have to get used to like how that. to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm one of those yeah. people that's had Procreate since 2017 easily but I know I just know how to do very few things because I was I said oh I'll teach myself and I'll get that Skillshare class and oh that was cool I remembered it for you know a week or two um so I'm looking forward to at some point joining that class because I I need because first of all I like what you're saying about um all the different things that you're talking about in there, which I think is so important for anybody teaching. Well, that's not true. It just, just depends on what the course is, but I, I love the fact that other things come out of it. So do you, I know we're, we're drilling into this, but do you teach it live? How is it set up? Is it? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, so I, I, I don't teach it live. And that I think is the strength of the course is that, it's an online course. They are tutorials that um, I do. I walk you through step by step, explaining where everything is, how to do it. Then you can watch and rewatch and watch it again, and um, and it is there. To, it just is a catalog for you. So if you learn something, and then two months from now you're like, wait, how, how did she animate? Um, erasure um, motion, you know, so you can go back in and and learn it again, or just refresh yourself enough to see how that works. But the thing that makes this course, um, I think really successful is that 
I am here in the background all the time. And um, mm-hmm. I, I'm here to uh, email. Um, we have a Facebook group, the Create Today community, where you can post your questions and your artwork, because this is a really great place to start practicing that release phase where you do the art and then you're brave enough <laughs> to post it that in the community, so much. Oh, right? Because so mm-hmm. it's a really safe place for everyone to, you know, just give um, at a girls, at a boys to whomever is loading artwork. Yeah. And, um, so, uh, so, and, and then once a week we have a Q and A session. So you can ask questions for wherever you are in your journey. And, you know, right now we're at like module, we're on module six of, of eight. But mm. if someone comes in and says, I'm only on module two, it's okay for you to ask a question on module two or, um, just whatever your question is. I always talk that it's, there's no question that it shouldn't be asked because there's probably six other people going, Ooh, I'm glad she asked that because I'm wondering the same thing. Yeah. I think so. the fact that you have a group is really great too, because that is where that bravery comes from. You know, you, you have to get brave enough to speak up, but all of a sudden you see that oh my gosh, that person had the same question as me, or I really, they seem really nice, or their work is wonderful, or they're struggling with the same issues, whatever. So I love that you've created that. So cool. Mm -hmm. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. We had a Zoom get together today where everyone could get together and just talk. Who are you? What kind Mm. of creative are you? You know, and it doesn't matter if you're a professional creative or you're into education, or you're just, you're doing this because you want to make a lot of presence for everyone that that you know it's going to be just present time or if it's something that you're eventually going to make into a a creative business or a side hustle it's whatever you need it to be then that's what you talk about and uh such a safe space and everyone's so supportive you know yeah when you get creatives together everyone feels yeah everyone understands that that worry the pain the i don't know should i send this out and um, so yeah, it's, it's just a, a safe place to go and share and, and see other people that are your people and, uh, and, and see how they're progressing. I just will never get over how generous this, um, well, this chosen kind of field, the creative being, being willing to put yourself out there and be surrounded by like-minded peers. This is a very safe and generous place to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Oh my gosh. You've shared so much. I have one more question about the class. Is it offered um, all the time or do you only open it certain times? So that is another really good question. Glad you asked that. Um, So it is offered um, right now three times a year. There might be a fourth time I have to see. Um, So we're finishing up a class right now. And then I, I have a small amount of time where I just process all the information and see if there's anything that needs to be revised. And then I have to duplicate the class so that I can get it ready for another class. Mm-hmm. And um, and then, uh, so that being said, to answer your question, in in September, um, I start off with a workshop that, that gives you an introduction to what uh, the class is going to be about, what you can expect. We do a fun tutorial and then the class, then you can decide, is this class for me? And so the cart's open and you can enroll. So enrollment will be starting in September, about the 19th of September. And so there'll be about a week of um, enrollment. And then the first class will be dropping on the 27th of September. Then 
every once a week on Tuesday before nine o'clock, a new module is dropped. So that gives you uh, plenty of time to not feel overwhelmed. I think if you drop the entire class, then you don't, you don't know how fast you should be doing right. things. It makes you a little bit nervous. So this takes away that overwhelm. That's and yet cool. I tell everyone, this doesn't mean that you have to have everything done in a week because um, mm-hmm. there's no homework that's due. Um, although I love it when people share the work that they've gotten done during that module. And then uh, I, once a week, we'll have a discussion about where we've been, where we are, where we're going next, and any questions people have. So we'll have a Facebook Live or we'll have a Zoom get together. So that way everyone can stay in touch. And they also know that I am here. And uh, if they post a question during the week, I'm here to answer that or if they send me an email. Some people really are nervous about showing their work, but they'll they'll show it to me. Yeah. So yeah. It, that's where email comes in, you know, yeah. nicely. So Oh, that sounds set up in a really mindful way. And in a way again where you're you're helping your students because they're getting to know each other because they've started at the same time no matter where they are in the process. It's very thoughtfully. You're obviously a good teacher that's what I was going to be in school. And I just ended up going a more creative route, but I have such respect for people that think that way. I mean, I, yes, I teach, but I, I don't know. I just feel like even sitting down and figuring out those four R's right. in the, in the four R creative process, it just, I love, it just helps everybody then think through that, have something to, to lean on. It's like, help them with their confidence, all that. I think that's lovely. So I'm really glad. I think think being a teacher is, is not like always showing all the hidden things that you need to have knowledge about. Quite often it is showing you all the obvious things. Like let's just, there's an elephant in this room. Do you see it? And a lot of people just, oh yeah, there is. So it's talking about what's obvious and then showing how to make the obvious what, what do you do with it? You know? So that's, that's what those four R's do is, is look at I the obvious that. and then figure out how to organize. Because it. I think too, sometimes those of us who know something and have done it over and over again, we might forget, like, how do you turn it on? How do you turn the thing on? How do, what, how do I hold my pencil? Whatever it is, the simplest things that we're talking about, that's what people are afraid to ask. Cause they think, oh, I should know this step already. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you do just speak to the obvious, then you, then everybody starts to feel like they could do it. I, I've told this story on before on here, but it, my favorite drawing class in college, there was a football player that just had to be there to get a credit, obviously, or at least that was my opinion. And he could only draw a stick, stick figure literally. And he was kind of grumpy. I'm not, what am I doing here? And by the end it was such proof to me that if you just jump in the lake pick up the pencil. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do it. I, he, he was a forever, forever learning for me that it, all you have to do is practice. All you have to do is show up and do it. And you can, you can achieve things you didn't even know you could. Yes. Yes. It's thanks for exciting. being, thanks for being one of those people to help with that process for many. I have loved talking to you about just how you got here and your thoughts along the way. So inspiring, Beth. Thank you so much. Oh, it's been a treat. I I have looked and talked and listened to your presentations for so long mm-hmm. and, and have admired the work that you've done professionally and creatively and just how you've handled other artists. So being able to talk to you today has just been a super big treat for me as well. Oh, thank you. You know, I want to know who's inspiring you. 
Oh, yes. Okay. So when you asked me this question, I had to think long and hard about it. Like, how do you narrow it down to three? So I think it's the first one. I I decided I was going to look historically and someone present and then something kind of odd, right? So historically, when I first started like researching um, licensing, I thought that seemed like a thing I needed to do is find people who wanted my art and that was going to pay me royalties to use my art. How fun would that be? So I was doing some research on that and I ran into an artist, Amy Butler, mm. that, um, that, that I loved her story. One of my favorites. Mm, she's such a great story about how she even got started, like in the world of products. So inspiring. Yeah. And so, um, I have followed her and just watched how she has moved her business. And it is, it's such an embracing business right now with the way she has her outlook, um, and the way she focuses her projects and her products on what is important to her. And her artwork is just always so gorgeous and beautiful. I love her colors and her patterns. Just, they just so, so beautiful. She is someone, if y'all don't know who Amy Butler is, well, I'm, I need to have her on. I keep forgetting, <laughs> but she is so inspiring. Cause to me, she's one of those people that she's, she's niched in a couple of times and been known for certain things. And so much so that you think, how can she break out of that? And she'll, she's so good at saying, here's what's speaking to me now. Here's who I need to be in the world right now and doing that. And all, all that does to me is set a giant example for living your best life, living your own, yes, having your own self come through. So I love yes. that you said Amy Butler. Yeah. If you go and look at her website, her current website, it's just so pretty. I, I went on to it uh, just a few weeks ago and and there was a point where I'm like, rabbit hole, get out of this rabbit hole. <laughs> you have things to do. Um, and then, so, uh, so, um, my second person is, you know, someone current and, um, I just adore Lori Siebert. Um, she so worthy. has, she's, um, someone who has, unknowingly helped me so, so very mm. much. I stumbled and I don't think it was accidentally. I think it was one of those, um, you know, divine moments where you need to, and I don't know how I stumbled onto it, but I in on the internet somehow ran into Art Biz Jam. Mm. And at the time when I found it, I thought I can't go now, but I need to do this. So the next year I went to Art Biz Jam and just Lori, she's, She's such an amazing artist, but she's so humble about her talents and, so um, and, and she's so good at saying you need to meet or do or see or go. And so the advice that she's given me just when I've been at conferences or even just when I've spoken to her individually has been just such giant things for me. I mean, there was the word game changer is used mm. when I talk of, of Lori Siebert. So, and even to this day, anytime she's on anywhere, I have, to, I just like fall over myself to go yeah. listen Aww, to her voice, that's you know, so and great. Just hear what she's doing. She's going to love hearing so, that. Her challenges um, right now are game changing to say, mm. to repeat you. I mean, mm. I can't believe the work that's coming out of there. And I know I've said it on here, but if you don't, know about Lori Siebert's challenge every other month. She partners with an artist and there are magazine editors, art directors, all sorts of people viewing that work and awarding, if you will, a contract or an article or whatever it is. 
after that month is up and everybody has an equal chance and the artwork. I just love looking at people's say Instagram feeds after that and saying, look what they, the knowledge they gain. And it's just, it's something fun. It's not hard. Mm -hmm. It's just something fun. The last one was teacups and artists and drawing things that, that were inspiring. So I love that you said, Lori, I, I feel like she, she makes just a huge different in difference in, in this in this creative space. She's she's still a powerhouse with her own art. And yet what she does to give back is, um, is just so beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've, she's just such a good heart. Yeah. That my third isn't a person. It's my students. And I, 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 I cannot tell you how much I learned from them. Um, there are days and I'm talking about my college students because I get to mingle with them. Now, when I first started teaching, um, you know, COVID was like right at our doorstep. So I, I spent a lot of, a lot of time teaching online, but even getting to know these, uh, these, these personalities online and then seeing how they process their art and the questions they asked and just, um, how they saw the world. I mean, it's like, um, I get to see the world through every single one of their pairs of eyes and I get to have a little bit of a different facet every time I, I work with them and I will learn things that I never thought of that I never knew I should think about. Yeah. And, um, they humble me so much in their capabilities, their thirst for learning more. Um, even uh, just uh, not even just the artwork they're producing, but just, just the way their ideas are are coming about and the questions they ask me. So as far as, you know, feeling inspired, they keep me on my toes. They keep me younger, even just in the way I have to learn things. I'll mention something with anime and I'm like, "Mm, I need to go look that up. And I, I just, I think that's so cool that Uh I can learn things that are just not part of my immediate circle. But um, when I learn about it, I learned to appreciate something completely new then from what's happening that. with that, you know? So, um, so yeah, I learned so much from them and so many of them, I look at them and I think, uh, I'm teaching you and yet you're probably four times <laughs> the artist I am. Oh my gosh. And yet there's still things that, um, they will come and need to know from me, you know? So yeah. it also shows you that it, it doesn't matter who you are. You have things to give as well as you have things to receive. So. That happens Always. every relationship. So, uh, um, yeah, it's something that I, I come home from teaching feeling very full of just what I've experienced every time I go in. So, yeah. What an awesome combination. I bet those students, I mean, you are, I never, if I had had a class like you're teaching, oh, could look different. I mean, I love the life I've, the path I've been on, but it just, nothing like that was out there as you know. Yes. Uh, well, I do know because when we were in school, you learned, you know, like where to put your main element and how to blend your colors. But <laughs> as far as getting, yes. talking about target audience, I didn't know what that was no or, way. you know, coming, you know, having, um, you know, your call to action or figuring out just scheduling or knowing printing procedures or getting something ready. All of that is just like hard knocks. And oh man, were there some hard ones, you know? Oh, yeah. 
Holy cow. Learn, <laughs> learn by doing. Learn by, into the fire. Learn by failing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But it's a great way to do it. So tell us where we can find you because there's lots of fantastic places. And I didn't even mention you can learn from Beth on YouTube. Yes, also, <laughs> I have a I have a YouTube channel. I think you just need to look up Celebrate Today for YouTube and and you'll find me there. All this um, will be I'm in LinkedIn. the show notes, so we'll oh, make good, it easy. Good. Don't worry. So I'm on I'm I have a website that's my Celebrate Today site that is talking about fantastic website. Thank you. Thank really. you. So you can go in and see some of my artwork and the products I've designed. Um, and then I have my BDI Create Today site. And uh, my dot today is in is my focus on what are you doing right now? How are you looking at yourself right now? How are you celebrating today? How are you realizing today? So um, celebrate.today is my design site uh, for products. The BDI Create today, of course, is for um, anything to do with education. That's the Procreate class, learning how to uh, look at your creative process. Then I'm on Instagram, BB Buffington at Celebrate Today. I'm on Facebook at the Create Today site. And I'm on LinkedIn. And I'm also on Pinterest. And I have one Skillshare class that teaches you how to design dishes and put your um, your illustrations onto dishware. So very cool. That's kind of fun. Oh, my gosh. So, I so many ways to find out more about you and for people to learn more about themselves as well. Oh, yeah. And I, I just this week, I started TikTok. So. Oh, good for you. Oh, my gosh. And you still draw and, and do all these fabulous <laughs> things. Uh, thanks for sharing so much with us well, today. Yes. It's been fascinating. If you're interested in learning more about the Procreate class or more about the the um the process of being creative, um, do sign up at BDI Create today to get on my um, email list. And if you're on my email list, you'll get my blog that comes out once a week, once every 10 days that will have little nuggets of everything from tutorials to uh, recipes that come from my daughter. So Aww, <laughs> fantastic. a little bit of everything. Yeah. Thank you so much, Beth. I've loved getting to know more about you. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure to be here today. I've, I've had a great, great time. Before you go, I just want to say a quick thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something useful to take away and something to make you think. For those of you listening in on Spotify, and I know there are many, you now have the cool option to show your love for Windowsill Chats quickly and easily. From the show page in the Spotify app, you can simply tap to rate it one to five stars. And of course, I'll really appreciate it too if you leave a review wherever you might be listening. See you next week, lovelies, and I hope it's a creative one.